Air. Is, is it on? Yes, it's on. Okay. Awesome. Welcome in to another episode of Untitled Anime Project. I'm starting to think we should probably change the name because I think people are thinking that we're not... Serious? Like, well, we're not an actual thing yet. I kind of like it. I, I, I do, but, like, I'm, I'm afraid that people aren't clicking on us because, like, we're, you know, people don't think that we're a thing yet. You know what I mean? Like, that we're waiting to do something. Right. I feel like an actual name would give us... We have a list. We can look at them. We can do a coin flip for them. Brackets. Whatever we need to do. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure something out. Wrestling match in the living room. You need wrestling? I'm not getting kicked in the nuts. What? Isn't that where you both put your leg up? No, you wrestle on your knees. Oh, I was thinking of like from... the leg wrestling where no. you both put your legs up and like... No, you start from your knees. Yeah, I'd win. Quad wrestling? Get the guys into it? The good old days. <laughs> well, Mikey's wedding is coming out. It is. Quad wrestling on the dance floor? <laughs> In hotel rooms. <laughs> Not our hotel room. No. Because, <laughs> fuck, renting a hotel. Yeah, this is expensive. That's um, why I'm glad I never got to go to Fallout. Anyway. It wasn't that bad. It was yeah. only like, it only ended up being like 40 bucks. Well, still. Anyway. Book two. Book two. We started book two. Uh, we're back into Avatar after last week's, um... Kind Memorial Day. Memorial Day break from from Avatar. Uh, we might do that with each one. I'm not really sure. It kind of depends on how things line up. Yeah. Um, and of course, like we said, we started book two. Um, first impressions? After watching it again, I guess for, for, uh, for our sake of looking at it analytically for this. Right. Um, my first thoughts are... This is the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew how wildly successful first season was. Right. And so the second season starts off with... They had, they had to bring it. <laughs> they did, but this is... Like, first, in, in book one, Water, there's not... There's maybe one filler episode with mm-hmm. the storm, and that's a lot of background info on top of filler, so right. it, it kind of plays a little bit of both. This is the... The season starts off with a little bit of filler. Yeah, but but, but you have to have serves, that. It serves character purposes. It, it does, but here's the, my thought process okay. on it. I think it's excellent filler because you have to show a clear transition from the North Pole, mm-hmm. where that big battle went down that ended the first book. Yeah, into the transition into him finding an Earthbending teacher, and relocating, finding Boomy, finding mm-hmm. Omashu has been taken by the Fire Nation, and you know going to the going to the swamp being drawn in mm-hmm. you learn about the spirit swamp which will play a huge role in Korra mm-hmm. in the fourth or third book because there's only Wait. three seasons of Korra yes yeah there was three three seasons of uh, Avatar based three seasons of Korra um, yep and so because you have Air and the Rebellion against yep. Benders uh, spirits yeah, the, and uh, the book anti- three's like the balance. Avatar and book three's balance. Yep. Wait, there's four, I think. Because you had because you had the Red Lotus, too. Mm. Unless they're part of one of the books. Actually, I think there are four seasons. You said it because Kuvir is in there somewhere. I mean, I could literally just look. Yeah. Like, 
Yep, four books. Yeah, because you have the Red Lotus and the dude who can fly. Yep. Um, and then Kubira. Yep. Is the last one. Yeah. Um, anyway, so book four in Korra, which we'll talk about later. You know, we have, um, um, I think for this, we the filler, like you said, the filler is great, and it also brings up a lot of what Avatar does very well with filler, or what we what we would consider filler as it, what what as since we consider it an anime, some people don't, whatever. Um, what would be filler in a normal anime? They do it very well because they bring in character moments, specific moments that make a character say, you know, oh shit, this is what's actually going on. This is how people are... Uh, for instance, the very first one, Zuko is talking to the family that take them in. Take him and his uncle in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and feed them and stuff. After Iroh drinks tea from the poisonous plant. Right. Uh, and she shows Zuko her... Scar on her, her scar. And he has that moment of realization of, oh, I'm not this special. is what... Well, I'm not spatial, and this is what we're doing to people. Yeah. Like, cause, cause obviously the people of the of the Fire Nation don't see the suffering that other people, that the people of the other nations are going through. Obviously, the Air Nomads, you know, gone. gone. <laughs> pretty obvious suffering. Um, you know, Water Tribe, the Southern Water Tribe has almost no one. Yeah. The, the North is the North, like it's fortified. Yeah, and then the Earth Kingdom is well established throughout. Pretty but much the rest of the show. But there's a lot of, of Fire Nation colonies, which we'll learn to find mm-hmm. as we come through. But I think it also played an important role where you saw Zuko see that no matter where you go, there are thugs. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to diss the Fire Nation, but there are thugs no matter where you are. And, and, they, and they want to blame the Fire Nation for them being thugs. and Or the thugs blame the Fire Nation for them being thugs. Well, like, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah. But here's my thought process. This is the beginning of Zuko's transformation. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Because we're seeing it in front. Like, you, it, it, you see it, it plain st- and simple in that episode where uh, Azula is tracking Appa because mm-hmm. he's shedding. And then they end up in that ghost town. Right. Well, it, it, it really starts when Zuko splits from Iroh. Because he's he's still really you know proud and he's still very obsessed with pride and getting back to the Fire Nation and stuff like that. Yeah, and it, that's that's the point where it really starts because you have um, you have the point where he he starts to realize that everything that Uncle Iroh has been telling him has had a purpose. Everything he's not just some rambling old man like he thinks he is. And he's starting to find his own way with the mm-hmm. fact that um, Azula meets up with them and says, you know, Dad changed his mind. I'm taking you home, Zuko. Right. And Zuko's like, finally I get to go home. And Iroh's like, that's not how my brother operates. Yeah. And so what happens is... Really, the only reason they're not taken prisoner is because the, the captain of Azula's ship messes up. Yeah. He accidentally calls them prisoners. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can't do that. But you do have that that very ceremonial aspect of it that comes after that, where they do 
both cut off their ponytails mm-hmm. of, you know, basically... In a sign of desertion or... Uh, treachery to... Treachery. The Fire Nation. Disavowment, I guess you could say, too. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of words you could use. Yeah. A deserter basically is what we would deem it as. Yeah. Um, but you, you... You you compared it to uh, Zhang Zhang when we watched it. Yeah. Absolutely, because you know, if you think back to book one, uh, Zhang Zhang the deserter, he doesn't have his, you know, man bun. I don't know what yeah, they're called. It's, uh, I, I don't either. I think there's an actual name for him, but I don't. I'm sure know there is, but I'm not culturally well versed. Yeah, and we just look like idiots. <laughs> yeah, more so or, than or usual. Worse. <laughs> idiots are worse. Um, we we have. At, at, you know, uh, about f- six episodes in, I believe, is where we finally meet Toph. Mm. Toph Beifong, the uh, blind bandit. At, we do meet her as the blind bandit. Uh, we get introduced into the best comedic character of the entire show, uh, the boulder. The boulder. Um, many great D&D voices were based off of that man. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> but you you do find out about what happened to Boomy mm-hmm. and Omashu. You learn, you have what most people deem is their favorite episode with the Cave of Two Lovers. Yes. Uh, well, they, they, deem, they deem it their favorite episode and the right, really where the uh, the love story between Aang and Katara starts. I think... Like, it, on both sides. Okay. I, I think it started um, with the Fortune Teller episode in... Okay. Yeah. The first book. Right. Because that's in that. water still. Yeah. Where Sokka says, man, sometimes I forget how powerful Bender that kid is. And then Katara's like, I think how Katara perceives Aang completely changes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's a step backwards, though, when it becomes a teacher versus student relationship. Right. And then, and then it takes that step back to where it was in the cave of two lovers. Yeah. Um, okay. And of course, which there's of course the debate on whether or not they actually kiss in the cave as the f- as the torch goes out. There's a little bit of debate there because we don't know. Yeah. Um, where do you fall on that one? I think they do. I think Personally, they don't see. I think they do, and I think that's what lights up the cave. Mm. That's always been my thought. Is I that think the crystals bioluminescent rock. And that's possible too. Like I've, but I've always thought that something within, like I don't know, it was magic. Maybe I don't know. I, it, this is it's a it's a show about people controlling elements. Like you, you're not you, you're telling me that it, it's not possible. That no, it's 100 <laughs> percent possible. I'll, I'll give you. <laughs> like, a, I will concede that. You know that that's just always been my thinking of it. That's that's what I thought when I first saw the episode, and mm-hmm. that's I've just never had anything that to. That would that swayed my opinion on it. I think they were literally like about to like they were like right face to face almost there, and then the lights come on. And they're like, oh, we didn't have to do that. Okay, cool. Uh, let's not talk about this. Yeah. Well, that well the the reason also the reason I think it is like Ang's like reactions after that, like that smile he has on his face. You or when I mean? Sokka asks how you guys got through. Yeah, and they both... That's fair. And they both, like... Blush. They both blush, yeah. Okay. I can see where you would think that, and you're, you're starting to change my mind, but I think I'm going to stay with it. I don't okay. think they did. Um, 
the, that's fine. It makes for a little bit of better conversation if we're not on the same side. Yeah, and the nomads singing songs were hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you learn about the creations of Earthbending mm-hmm. with the Badger Moles. Which ch- weirdly changes in Korra. I don't know if I like how they change it in Korra uh, as to how Earth be- who the first Earthbenders were. Yeah, and that's another debate that we're going to have to have is... Because they do the same thing with firebending. Mm -hmm. You know, firebending was learned from people learning how to harness the sun by watching the dragons. Yeah. Yeah. But. Which is a lot cooler than a lion turtle teaching you how to. Or just kind of giving it to you. Yeah, that's what But they just kind of like put it in your hand and be like, fire. (laughs) Well, it's. You take fire now. I don't know. I think. It's, and it's something we'll get into later is the importance of ep- the episode of Juan, uh, the episode of the f- the f- that those couple episodes of uh, the first Avatar. Yep. Of how important those actually are to the series as a whole. Which you know, and learning learning the background of how the how the Avatar cycle came to be. Yeah. But I th- I think I think what would be most beneficial to this series. If they had gotten another show after Korra, mm-hmm. it's for them to, instead of keep going forward, go backwards. Yeah. Do a show, do the legend of Avatar Kyoshi. Mm-hmm. Because then you don't have to worry about the war, the Fire Navy living living up to Aang being, you know, the great peacemaker. Yeah. Well, and you, and you could also do one that we've already mentioned of doing the story of Republic City and how that came to be. Right, the, the or, in-betweener. Or, that, you, the, or you continue, or you continue to go forward, and we uh, talk about or what we talked about a little bit beforehand, while we were still watching, is a potentially evil avatar. Yeah, because where, where that's, a, that's a thing that it, we know, don't talk it about. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be the very next one in the cycle. It can be a few down the road. Yeah. You know, it could be another firebender. It could be the next firebending... Why is it always going to be a firebender? I don't know. Why can't but, it like, be the next airbender? I think we know why. Because Tenzin's great-great-grandchild can't be just an absolute shithead? I don't know. I'm spitting ideas. I, I don't I don't. I don't know. But I just think it would make more sense if it was a probably an Earther uh, firebender. Yeah. I it, mean, just you could also go back maybe six avatars. You know, yeah. from Aang, go back six. Yeah. And you'd be, well, you have to go back five. Because, no, six. I was right. Because you go back six, because go back two, there's Kyoshi. Yeah. So if you go back four more from that, there would be the previous Earthbender before Kyoshi. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we don't know that he was evil. Right, but I mean, you could create that. Yeah. Like you don't necessarily need to keep going forward that, because that the that the, the that the universe realized that this avatar was evil, and then the next avatar was born almost directly, like once the universe kind of realized it mm-hmm. that they birthed and it birthed the next avatar and the cycle to con- combat it. Yeah, to or, defeat or made, or made someone from the same generation. Yeah, the un- a new avatar. Yeah, like split Rava. And, and you kind of get that arc, and we'll talk more about it in Korra, where mm-hmm. with the... Unalak and... Yeah, but that's that's future us. Let's reel back a little yeah. bit, back into book two. Um, you, I think 
going back to Zuko's development, I think one of the biggest things is in that standoff in the ghost town where Zuko and Iroh stand toe-to-toe -to -toe at the side of Team Avatar mm -hmm. against Azula. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen that episode, I want you to watch very carefully when all the elements <laughs> go at Azula because there's more than just the elements going in there. If, if you look very closely up in the up in the top corner, you will see uh, Sokka's boomerang come. It's real quick. It's like it's hard to miss, but it's just real quick right before the explosion happens. Like if you're not looking for it, you're gonna miss it. Yeah. But if you know it's there, it's magic the first time that you see it because you're like, there's no way that's real. <laughs> Somebody made that meme up. Yeah. And it, it's real. It's 100% real. And it it makes that scene so much better. Just because Sokka is trying so hard. <laughs> He's trying so hard to be useful. <laughs> and we'll talk about it as we get further in. Mm -hmm. About, that's that's not this book that Sokka gets his master. No, it is the next one. Because yep. they're already in the Fire Nation. Yep, that's beginning of book three. Um, that's, so. that, is a, that is a great few episodes. Mm -hmm. Or episode, I don't remember if it's multiple. I think it's two. It's two episodes. Just the realization that, you know, not everyone... Well, it's something we can talk about later. Yeah. Um, but we do meet Toph. Mm -hmm. We learn about the spirit tree in the swamp. We meet that there are other waterbenders that aren't, you know, in people from the poles. Pole. They're swamp benders, but mm -hmm. they're still waterbenders. Riverbenders, I think, is what they're technically called. But Well, when they get to um, the you, library... Uh, you too? That means we can. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when they get to, uh, is that Wang Chi Tong's library? Yeah, Wang Chi Tong. When they get into his library, he says that he's mastered foggy swamp style. Oh, that's right. So they are swamp benders. That's how I'm going to call them. Okay. Because I'll, I'll I can't call them Kentucky benders because that's wrong. Apparently, I'll give, I'll give you that. Florida benders. Florida benders. Yeah, swamp, and they're weird. Yeah, no offense to animals in Florida, but yeah, I you guys have some fucked up shit going on in Florida. I've like, seen the news articles. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's if, never if good. It's, if something starts off with Florida man or Florida woman, get ready, <laughs> buckle up, hold, hold on to your butts. <laughs> um, we we learn more about. Uh, the backstory for Zuko, mm -hmm. and even for Iroh. Yeah, we get um, uh, we learn what Zuko's mother was like, mm -hmm. which it makes me more sad to see how Ozai has turned out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was like the impression that we get is that he wasn't different than he is now, mm -hmm. but was he? Like obviously, she would have had to fall in love with him unless it was an arranged marriage. I think it was. You know, uh, like, there's, there has to be something there. Mm -hmm. Like, be, just because Zuko's mother is the complete opposite of Ozai in Azula. Right. And she's raising Zuko to be that way. And, uh, and I'm guessing tried to do the same with Azula. And, and that's just... Even then she says, what's wrong with that child? Yeah. But... Well, and uh, Azula talks about it later in book three. About her relationship with her mother. How mother always loved Zuko best. Yeah, and always saw me as a monster and stuff like that. 
uh, during her mental breakdown. But I will say this. Um, we learn uh, what happens to Iroh mm-hmm. at and his, Boston Say. And his son. Uh, yeah, and, and how he loses. Which, that episode's coming up. Yep. Get ready for the tears. Yep. Tears are going to be real. Uh, uh, we might have to do this episode uh, coming off of a little bit of cry session. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, we're, we're going to need some, some pick-me-ups. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, I agree. It's going to be... It's going to be intense, just because, you know, it's something we're going to talk about um, as a little bit of a preview. Uh, one topic that we're going to do later on is um, moments in anime that made both of us cry. Right. Of course, we have it in the uh, Google Doc, thanks to Andrew here, uh, moments that made Caleb cry like a bitch. Accurate. <laughs> a- accurate. But they also made Andrew cry like a bitch. There are some. There, there are some. Future Which, discussions will be had. Yeah, it's it's something that we could also talk about it as far as humanity goes. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, the older we get, the more susceptible we are to these kind of moments. That's a valid point. Because, like, I never cried at, at... Like, I never, I didn't cry when I first saw the, I, the that episode of Viro. Right. Now, I can, I can already feel it. Like, just thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway. Again, that's... Future us. future us problems. We learn that, you know, there's the obviousness of air and earth being opposites, and so mm. Aang finally begins his earthbending training, and he can't do it because right. being an air nomad is, is, is very free and flowy, and it's not, look it's for, not look tied for, down. Look for different angles. Look for where earthbending is very straightforward. Yeah, it's you know you hit the rock. It's, it's it's that simple. It's a straight line. It's point A to point B. It's it's not a hey. A, I'm gonna throw this rock at you. It's not I a casual Sunday you. drive. It's I'm gonna get on the interstate. I'm gonna get to where I'm going and I'm gonna get back. Yeah. It's boom boom. No shortcuts. No dude, detours. Dudes, dudes at a grocery store. Yeah, I I know I need mustard. I know I need a pound of hamburger, and I know I need buns. And then you'd go boom, 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 three things, boom, out. You're not. It's not up and down every every aisle picking at least one thing out. Yeah, and then of course you grab something out of one of the drink things as you're walking out because yeah. you need to shotgun a Mountain Dew as you're walking to your car. Or you grab some ice cream because you want some ice cream. Because you deserve it. Yeah, you you had a good week. Yeah, I earned that Hershey bar with Reese's you're, Pieces in it. You're not a fat bitch. I earned this delicious Klondike bar. <laughs> you got a six-pack, and What would you do? Uh, and so we we see him finally not be flowy. He's mm. finally solid. He stands up to the saber-tooth moose lion... Which is just a frightening name. Yeah. And is a frightening creature when it's grown. Adorable. Yeah, because... When it's, when it's little. Yeah. Flu, uh, what is it? Uh, something... Fufu cuddly poops. Yeah, Fufu cuddly poops. Um, <laughs> which, in my opinion, in, in the shows in general, I think that's probably my favorite episode. Yeah. Um, it, it's... An excellent well, it's the evolution, demonstration it's, it's of... It's the evolution of Aang. 
kind of yeah of his personality the the what because he really didn't have to change for for waterbending right he's waterbending was natural he he could he could keep the flow keep the mm-hmm. keep the looseness but he had he learned he had to adapt finally yeah. he has he has to adapt to each element there's also that weirdly zen moment for ang in the ghost town yep when he's leading uh the the train because he train. doesn't know exactly who azula is mm-hmm. he's leading them away or thinks he's leading all three of them away right and he sits he stands in the ghost town once he's done he drops the bag he looks at the ghost town looks back looks at the ghost town turns around and sits and waits and decides to face his enemy right it's it's just and the just the look on his face is it's weirdly zen it's kind of it's kind of scary, honestly. Like just, mm-hmm. just his realization that I can't keep running. Like they're gonna find me somehow, and I, I need to do yeah. something. And I will say, um, as that sequence progresses with Azula and Aang, and Zuko. when when yeah, when Zuko comes in, that is probably the best action sequence of the show until the Agni Kai at the very end. Yeah, the uh, Agni Kai between Zuko and Azula. Yeah. But up to this point, that is hands down the best action sequence, mm. um, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it is. It's plus you obviously see the four elements coming together. Right. Um, it's it's an interesting like foreshadowing for yeah. the future, on maybe where you know a firebending teacher would come from. Right. Which of course, anyone who's seen the show knows exactly. Yeah. Who Aang learns it from, you know, dragons. And the Sun Tribe. You stick them in what, like oil is what that looks like? No, they put them on like a ring at the top. And well, then no, they... you, you remember like when they move the egg or whatever it is? And like the room starts filling up with... Oh, like a tar. Yeah, yeah. like a weird tar thing and that's how they find them. Yeah, I remember. Because they do the, the firebending dance. Yeah. The dragon dance, or whatever the hell it's called. The dancing dragon. Yeah. There's just a lot of great moments in this yeah. in the first part of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, you see some incredible earthbending by Toph. Uh, mm-hmm. Really kind of hammers home how much of a badass she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, that episode's funny, just because of, you know, Toph's dad is... It's something we talked about too. You know, we talk about a lot of stuff off, off, uh, off Mike. mic, just to just so we can kind of play off each other and see kind of how what we're going to talk about. And but we have um, the moment where, as as kids, you know, we watch this and you know, originally we well, for Toph's dad, we we're oh he's kind of a dick, you know, he's way too overprotective of Toph. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like she's blind. Yeah. Like he doesn't. She. He's. She's blind. She's twelve. Yeah. She's he your d- little he, girl. He doesn't know that she's the best earthbender in the world. But like, after he finds out, then he kind of shows him his colors of being a dick. Yeah. Because he says, "I've given you far too many liberties." Yeah. I'm gonna tighten the screws on you. That would not be at all how a, a person should react. He no. should be like, "Oh my God, you have this incredible gift. Mm-hmm. We need." I'm gonna let you. F- bloom yeah i'm gonna help nurture that gift right you would nurture it instead of closing all the doors but the funniest part is that he's you know horrified by all this 
but he's most horrified by Toph spitting. <laughs> Just because yes. it's unladylike. Yep. Like, dude, <laughs> she's doing all this. She and... literally pounded someone through the tunnel that they had dug <laughs> with the rock. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a thing that she did. Yeah, like... And then if, you know, we get the... We also get a little bit of Toph's personality, too. Uh, in, like, the very next episode. Which is the Ghost Town episode. Yeah. Uh, I carry my own weight. I'm all about, you know, me well, but and my we, needs. You know, it's, and it's also a little bit of the spoiled rich girl thing, too. Yeah. Because she's, she's never had to do anything. Yeah. Before. She's always just had to take care of herself like yep you know had to always chores responsibilities stuff like that yeah. is not something she's familiar with uh and of course you have the great moment of her meeting iroh as well in that episode yes uh which comes into play later i believe it comes into play in the ghost town actually Yes. It's well, the reason that in, in, iroh takes his eye off of azula just well, long in, enough for the, her to strike him in the uh in the ghost town and later when Aang meets Iroh. Yeah. When they're going down uh, into the tunnels, I think. Yes. Down to meet the Dai Li. Yeah. In Azula. The, the King of Bossing said the Earth King is having a birthday party for his bear. His pet bear. I'm so excited for that episode. <laughs> New platypus bear? It's this bear. <laughs> but this is weird. <laughs> we we get a lot of great bending moments. Mm -hmm. We we get a lot of backstory. Um, and we also get the cutest animal in the entirety of this entire world. I said entirety and then entire right after each other. That's how cute ah. it, that, that's how cute it is. That's fair. When you get the turtle ducks. Oh my god, the turtle which, ducks. Which, sweet goodness, if those were a thing, <laughs> I would be the happiest man. You would have like a thousand of those. I would have a sanctuary built of them where they would have... That was just your house. Like, we would, yes. we would be hearing them. You would be able to hear them on microphone right now. Because they would be in a pond that would also serve as my living room, bedroom kitchen <laughs> wherever I needed to be I am yeah I would have a little like river running through my entire house so that they could follow you absolutely <laughs> you would run into the pond in the back the pond in the front if the pond in the back they weren't feeling that day I'd be accommodating I care about my animals I'm a caring host <laughs> I, I you know no rent they live for you know, free. They'd get free may, meals. Maybe maybe bring in a few uh, turtle duck friends from outside. Yeah, they want to bring friends. Totally cool with that. Yeah. They can't fly because they're turtles, but yeah, still adorable. Indeed. Yeah. I thought you were you were talking about the uh, saber moose moose lion. The saber tooth moose lion cub. Yeah. He was cute. Foo foo, cuddly poops. But I will say turtle ducks. I'd say, it's, I'd say it's a 1A and 1B. Yeah, I'm going to take 1A all day long, though. <laughs> Turtle ducks. It's combining two of my favorite animals. <laughs> Turtles and ducks? Yes. The cuteness of ducks, but with the turtle shell? Yes. 
They look like the protection little, of a turtle. They're like little ninja turtle ducks. I hate when we have great ideas on the microphone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but at least we have proof of them. True. They're true. So other people can be like, what the hell are they talking about? And then other people would steal our, our ideas and we can get royalties from the TV show. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. We're not just idiots. We're also forgetting <laughs> to talk about, I think it's the second episode? Avatar Day? Avatar Day. That's right. Where that that realization that not everybody likes the Avatar outside of the Fire Nation, yeah. Outside of the Fire Nation. Uh, also, the fact that Kyoshi Island joined the war. Yep. That uh, you know the visit Aang's visit to Kyoshi Island made them realize that sooner rather sooner or later they were going to need have, to fight. They were going to need to fight, whether the Fire Nation found them uh, by chance or. If you know something like that would would end up happening, right? Um, and I think another key important piece here is this is the first time Aang was able to channel the Avatar stuff without mm. being in grave peril, or having, because or having severe emotional stress. Well, peril, same thing. Like you know, when you're mentally broken, broken down, finding out your entire people were killed, or or you thinking Katara was sucked into the ground which is an episode that's back an episode that we yes. did not really discuss about yeah because uh, it's the first episode i think and I, and i think it is um and i think that episode is extremely important because it shows the fact that ang is still a kid mm-hmm. but there are so many people who are beaten down and drug out through this war and you can see the emotional appeal you can make to a 12 year old mm-hmm. you can a 12 year old that's been raised as a monk you can make that emotional appeal of there are people dying every day. I will show you the infirmary. I'll show you all the people dead. Yeah. You know, that that's an appeal you can make to a kid. Yeah. And that kid's going to be like, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. And well, and it's like I said, it's especially appealing to a monk, a 12 year old who's been raised as a monk, who's been raised to believe all life is precious. Right. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't kill anybody, but all these people are dying because again, you know, it's it's the same thing that keeps coming back for Aang. I've been away for a hundred years. I'm a hundred years late. Mm-hmm. This should be o- this war should have been over already. But if you think about it from a destiny perspective, he was destined to go into the iceberg. Mm-hmm. He was destined to be found by Katara and Sokka. He was destined to go on this journey because if he would have stayed with the Air Nomads, he would have been killed. Yeah. Period. End of discussion. Mm-hmm. Or Mon- or Mon- Gyatso would have taken him away. Remember? Because Gyatso was going to run away with him. I don't know if he was going to run away with him or he was just going to keep fighting the council. No, he said we're leaving. Remember? In that in that In the Storm episode. I thought he said that I'm not going to let them take you away from me. I, th- I think he said both. I don't remember exactly, but I think he said we're, we're leaving. I'm not taking them. I'm not letting them take you away from me. Yeah. So if they were going to leave and Gyatso was going to continue to train him and let him be Aang, essentially. Instead of forcing him to yeah, fulfill his destiny right away. <sighs> I know, it's just interesting Yeah, to think about. Um, of course, we'll get more into the interesting stuff yeah. next week. 
and we learn more about Roku and the Avatar state with the whole if the Avatar why the, why the Avatar state exists. Yep, it's calling on all the power from your past lives, and if you're killed in the Avatar state, the Avatar will cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Kind of a heavy thing to think about. Yeah, especially as we get into the the climax and and finish of this arc, um, as the the well, solar as, eclipse as well as does happen. Knowing what happens with Korra. Right. What happens in Korra later on. Right. Um, we do find out in the Wan Chi Tong's library episode, we learn about the darkest day in Fire Nation history. Mm-hmm. Big foreshadowing for the future about the solar eclipse. Mm-hmm. Him finding out when the next one's going to be. Right. As well as learning what Zhao did to, to the library. To the library. And you are now confirmed um, earlier you know he kind of alludes to him finding secret information in a hidden library yeah this is the hidden library yeah and so that was originally it's large you know yeah uh structure uh the thing in india taj mahal taj mahal looking thing right um and you know and then uh wan chi tong Buries it. it. Yeah. Buries it so only the top spire is showing after Zhao. In this whole first part of the book two ends with them escaping the library and Appa being kidnapped by Sandbenders. Right. Which is an arc that we, we talked about a little bit off mic that seems unnecessary but also serves a purpose it serves a pseudo purpose. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's going to be... As far as setting things up. It, it'll, it helps weave things together, but the things that it weaves together are still kind of loose and how a lot of this stuff is circumstantial and you have to do that with, with TV. You have to make things conveniently happen. It's like any, you know, any good video game, you know. You, know, the, you, you if, want... If there's going to be a sequel, you have to set up yeah. The sequel at the end of the first one. Yeah, and there's going to be the the quote-unquote surprise that's really obvious, you know, the double cross or right. or the convenient thing of, oh, well this enemy, you know, battalion had didn't start, you know, the attack until you conveniently showed up. That's when right. the explosion goes off and right. you have well, to like, fight um, from there. As far as video games concerned, one of the best uh, examples of that is Modern Warfare is the Modern Warfare series. Right. Modern Warfare 2 is does one of the best jobs, I think, of any video game with a sequel of setting up the third one with the with the ending. And I then, don't know if you've, you've played all the way through Modern yep, Warfare 2. Yeah, I have. I will play? say this. Modern Warfare 3... It's not as good, but it's Very still, disappointing. It's not as good, <laughs> It's but Modern Warfare 2 is, like excellent all the way through absolutely and it has one of the best multiplayers ever yeah and one then you have but modern warfare 3 is still good for as a standalone game the problem is with modern warfare 3 i beat the campaign in like two hours yeah it's it's just it's short it's too short yeah they they really went heavy with the um online and multiplayer yeah which again we're because it was so it was so good and so popular with Modern Warfare Two, they were like, "Oh, we yeah. gotta capitalize on this." Yeah, well, that's what Halo did, but Halo 3's online was insane. <laughs> like Halo Three online was awesome. 
Reach Online was also awesome. Well, so was uh, Halo 5. Halo 5's online was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Anywho. Well, Aang is earthbending. Mm. Um, we previewed a little bit into it. Uh, the solar eclipse is coming. Um, we're getting very, we're getting closer to the end. Iroh and Zuko have been reunited mm -hmm. for the first time, right? Um, and we're gonna see how this goes. Um, I believe the next stop is Bossing Zay. It is. It is. We, uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, I love this show. It's just so great. If you have, you know comments thoughts uh anything you you'd like to add mm -hmm. anything you'd like for us to talk about any any input you have we can always you know things we should talk about whether it be an anime an anime we should watch then then discuss right on on the show or an aspect of of anime that you might think is interesting that you think we you like our take on you know topic we missed um give us a like subscribe to us we have on how many social platforms now a bit follow us on on twitter facebook facebook uh we don't have an instagram yet but we're on quite a few listening platforms yep so you can find us a lot of places yep uh hopefully we'll be on youtube soon and we'll get our name sorted out and yeah no i don't know maybe i don't know maybe we'll see till next week See ya!